Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And this week, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. You guys ready for some Marvel discussion? Yeah. Yeah, it's about time. How long has it been since the since last uh, last thing? July 2019, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But, you know, we've been busy in that time. You know, the world has had... Uh, a bit going on so yeah. a few things a few things so yeah i guess now's the time that marvel's coming back so this week we're discussing wandavision and the entire marvel 2021 slate and yes it's quite the slate phase four of the marvel cinematic universe kicks off this week with the release of the brand new television series on disney plus titled wandavision so we're going to talk about marvel studios first foray into the world of streaming tv and whether or not it succeeds and then at the end of the episode we're going to go over the rest of the mcu offerings for this year and which we're excited about and which might concern us but before we talk about marvel and wandavision's trip down memory lane i got to tell you that the playlist podcast is part of the playlist podcast network which includes the discourse be real the fourth wall and more and as always if you want to find us you can check your podcast app of choice whether that's apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify anchor stitcher or anywhere else Okay, so gentlemen, let's talk about WandaVision. For those unaware, WandaVision is the first TV project from Marvel Studios. Yes, Marvel's done TV before, but that doesn't count because Kevin Feige wasn't producing it. So sorry, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix Defender shows, you don't count. The series stars Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany as Wanda Maximoff and Vision, respectively. WandaVision finds our heroes living in an idyllic suburb, and each episode of the series seemingly homages a different era in TV history while hinting at something a bit sinister. First, we've seen two episodes, which have been released now on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, Brian, let's start with you. What did you think of WandaVision? Well, I, I, I definitely like them. These are it's it's very very unusual. <laughs> There's no question about it. this is this is strange. And going into it, that's exactly what I expected. Having grown up with Nick at Night and watching, I mean, I, I've I've watched so much Isle of Lucy as a kid. These episodes really, uh, almost eerily so, captured the vibe of that 50s 60s programming better than most. I mean, yeah, I, I thought Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen did great with uh, filling the the roles. I mean, the first episode, more of a Dick Van Dyke type vibe. Second episode, clearly, what would you say, Bewitched or I yeah, Dream of Genie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the I guess nitpicks I have are extremely small. Um, I, maybe I'll get into them now or shortly but either way i i enjoyed the heck out of them and yeah like you said the sinister vibe that kept me a, a bit on edge so yeah i had fun i, I had a lot of fun okay mike what do you think yeah pretty much completely agree it's a lot of fun uh going in i thought you know i was just gonna have to slog through these you know network tv homages to get to the the good marvel stuff and honestly, I'm having a lot of fun with the sitcom worlds that it's playing off of. I thought it would wear thin with me really quickly, but I was thoroughly entertained for both episodes. I thought they were wonderfully acted and uh, executed and, and just a lot of fun. Just general sitcom story-wise, they were fun episodes. And as far as like the little Easter eggs and, and hints at you know what else is going on, there's definitely some stuff going on there. Uh, we definitely saw the sword logo a couple of times and some other interesting little hints about what might be happening. But, uh, you know, the people are are kind of it's a slow burn, I'm assuming, as far as the reveal goes. We got a few more episodes before we probably really know what's going on here. But uh, overall, I had a lot of fun just living in the sitcom world with these two. The chemistry of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany who are clearly having the time of their lives here is is off the charts. So I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Catherine Hahn is great, and you probably couldn't cast Deborah Jo Rupp in a better role just because it sounds like it was written for her almost, or she just is that great at making things her own. But uh, either way, a, a lot of good stuff, and uh, interested to see what happens next. I I think interested to see what happens next kind of paints the picture of what I think too. Like. Mm -hmm. 
this is clearly all set up and it's fun set up for sure. Uh, the first episode didn't work as well, I think, as the second episode for me. I think the the first episode, it was missing like a, a framing device or something I needed at the end. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen the first two episodes, you know, be warned at the end with the reveal that like somebody or something is watching the TV show that we're watching and kind of mm-hmm. concerned about it was nice but to get right into the nitty-gritty and just start as if we're watching this like weird sitcom and not an mcu uh tie-in was weird i would have i would have liked something to show why the eeriness uh permeates this show right like we all know vision's dead right and yeah. last we saw wanda was kind of torn up over this i mean she really really wanted to rip thanos apart for what he did and if you know that watching this, you're like, well, clearly this is dealing with uh, I think Rodrigo said this in our review of it. This is dealing with trauma and grief. This is one woman's response to watching the love of her life die at, at her own hands, by the way, one of the times mm-hmm. at her own hands. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, you know, she's created this world. But if you're if you're just coming in cold and you don't remember Infinity War or Endgame. You're probably watching this like, well, this is kind of silly. And and I think I would have preferred if at the beginning there was some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of nod to what happened before, just so you know how weird this is. So that that that's a, a pretty minor thing. That's just a structure thing. But the first episode, I think, was a bit a bit too on the nose with its homage. The I couldn't really get into the whole like inviting the boss over for dinner thing. There were some fun moments, but you know, it, it was kind of whatever. Um, I did enjoy the 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 subtle things like not knowing their like when they married, not knowing, you know, their favorite song and stuff like that, hinting that this something isn't right. Um, but the second episode is the Paul Bettany show basically because awesome. he eats a piece of gum yeah. and goes off the rails and it is <laughs> so fun. Drunk vision is something I didn't realize I wanted until now. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. And, and I think as we go further, cause I'm, I don't have the nostalgia for these. I love Lucy Dick Van Dyke stuff. So I believe as we go further into the time frame of like, you know, get to the 80s sitcoms and 90s. And, and I think they said it's even going to go up to like the office era, like workplace comedy. Uh, yeah. once, once you hit that era, I, I'm probably going to be a bit more invested. But overall, fun. Sure. Whatever. You know, <laughs> that's kind of my feeling. They are clearly having fun. A lot of a lot of care went into the creation of those episodes. You can tell. And uh, yeah, so Brian, you mentioned some nitpicks. Now's your time to pick some nits. So uh, <laughs> go for it. What what irritated you? I mean, yeah, you know, it's actually funny. You, you kind of touched on this already that with the first episode, it was like ultra jokey. I mean, to the point where I, I was getting a little like, OK, just dial it back a little bit. I know that that is how that's that definitely captures the energy of of that, you know, Dick Van Dyke you know, kind of wackiness, but at the same time, like there were points where this is, this is a little much, especially during the boss dinner scene. Um, and and also too, and I'll say this just about both episodes. uh, This is more of a technical thing, but I can tell when they're just trying to make a show look, look old. And this I, I have the same complaint. I remember going into like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like reading about, oh, we've used all this, you know, technology to make it look like it was shot on or film or or make it look like the original films. And with this, oh, yeah, we use all these practical effects to make all of the, you know, dishware float around. And we really wanted to make it look like an old an old TV show. And it just it didn't look that way to me. I mean, yeah, some of those effects were kind of neat. But as I watched the show, it just looked like any other, you know, show or movie that was made that they simply just added a black and white filter to like it looked like it was made in 2020. So that's that's, again, more of a technical thing. It didn't look old to me, but the vibe was there. And, um, you know, now we're getting away from the nitpicks because, again, like what's what saves everything is just that chemistry between Bettany and Olsen. I mean, they are so committed to this to the point where, wow, I just can't wait to see what they're 
how committed they're going to be. Like you said, in the later episodes, as they get into the later sitcom eras, I'm super stoked if they have like, uh, I think there's going to be like a friends type episode. I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. That could be just ridiculous in a good way. Those are really my, my nitpicks. And yeah, I agree. I thought the second episode hit way more than the first one did. Yeah, I think for me, uh, you mentioned the chemistry, but I think the acting, it's hard to to judge the acting because they're clearly doing Wanda Maximoff as Lucille Ball, you know? Yeah. Or like, and, and so there's this like layer where it's, it's a little weird. It's purposefully over the top and all that. But like there are moments when uh, Elizabeth Olsen with her eyes, she'll just like look off into space for a second when she realizes something's amiss. And it's like this, like, uh, I don't know, it's it's almost like the series takes a hard left and suddenly you're like, oh, wait, she knows something's wrong. And yeah. those little moments and, and when Vision turns from like, you know, sitcom dad to Will Wanda, you know, it's like it's <laughs> it, it, you get these hints of what who they really are. And, and I think that's that's pretty well done. Mike, yeah. do you have any uh, any issues? Actually, I didn't really have a lot of issues. The issues that you guys are listing off, I, I pretty much thought were all charming. I thought they nailed like the the vibe that they were going for the homages uh, as if you know whatever it would be and I was even in even in the first episode I didn't really need to be kind of like held my I I've seen everything I'm here for this so I didn't need my hand held into it to to kind of frame it out so I was just delighted from moment 1 and I definitely agree the second episode was stronger but I was I was really uh pleased with the vibe of the first one as well so uh, i can't really fault much that's going on other than to say they're really pulling the taffy on you know you know pulling that curtain back so Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's something that we'll probably be fine with when we see the whole piece but uh we'll we'll see as it goes along uh, if it starts to wear thin or or whatever that might be but so far i think it's delightful i think it's really really good Okay, so that segues perfectly into my next question, because you can't help but watch this show and think that you're watching just bits and pieces. So sitcoms of old would tell these really tight stories in 30 minute chunks. You'd have a beginning, middle and end. You kind of knew there was no major underlying story per se, maybe a couple little threads here and there. But This show tries to do both. It tries to straddle this idea of being these complete episodes while also being serialized in some way by dropping hints, which that seems to be the biggest issue for me, right? Uh, The first episode is outside of maybe, I don't know, 20 seconds, has very little to do with the overall story. The second episode does a bit more with the help me Rhonda, help me Wanda thing, which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah. But – My question for you guys is, should Disney Plus drag this out over eight weeks or should this have been just a binge watch? I I think they I mean, it's it's kind of what Disney Plus does. So I think that was well, regardless of that. Right. Like in a hypothetical, should this should Kevin Feige have have gone to Bob Iger or Bob Chapek and said, like, hey, I know this is what we do. Worked for the Mandalorian. But does this work for us? Not so much. Is that what you think? No. Uh, actually, I think it's it benefits from that kind of uh, weekly water cooler kind of vibe that they're going for. Plus, it's a sitcom. Those were were weekly, you know, check ins with your you know favorite characters, and and I think that's what they're trying to do here. Either way, so I think it 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 probably more than the Mandalorian benefits from that type of release. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree with that, and just because it is such a unique idea taking these these sitcoms of old and you know getting all the way into the yeah like the office you know parks and rec era i i think it works really well in that that slow burn i i don't know i'm just as excited to see what what the next episode is going to be just from that you know aesthetic or or tribute standpoint as i am to see what else is going to be revealed it's it's very interesting i mean and these are things you can read in other reviews of the show. And we've even, you know, said it here already, but um, I, I think it's, I think it's working. I think, yeah, just keep slowly giving us little things here and there while at the same time, let's, let's pay tribute to, yeah, some of the, the great shows from the past 50 years or so. I, it's it's so interesting and yeah, let 
I, I say stay the course. <laughs> well, I completely disagree. I think this oh. is a show that has <laughs> to be binge watched. And if I didn't work for this website, the playlist, I would absolutely not watch another episode until I could watch them all. It's frustrating to me watching a, a show that has moments of, of fun, but no story. There's we've watched two episodes and we have zero clue what's going on other than, you know, oh, it's fun. And if you're not going to give me that story, then you need to give me everything so I can watch it in one sitting or or at least binge four or five of these at a time. Because I I don't know how long this sitcom thing is going to last for me as far as like the fun, you know, is episode three going to give me something more? Is episode four or five like when are we getting to the Marvel movie? You know, like because we we all know that's what's going to happen, right? We're going to have six or seven of these episodes that are going to homage things, and then it's going to end in a big fight of some kind. So, like, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I think off Mike, me and and Mike talked about this. It's like watching the first act of a of a movie and trying to judge it based on that alone, and it's you know it's it's difficult. So I I, I wish this would have been binged. Um, I wish that this would would have ditched that Mandalorian release schedule because I think it works for the Mandalorian. Cause that is a bunch of self-contained episodes. Whereas this, I think would have been great as like a four and a half hour binge. I think you've been spoiled by, by streaming life, man. No, <laughs> no, I haven't, man. Okay. So here I'll even bring up breaking bad, right? That's a show I watched week to week mm -hmm. uh, when it was coming out. That's a show that you could argue is really great on the binge, but it's also really great week to week. And I think why is because you know the story. In the first episode, you know that, okay, this is, you know, Walter White is making meth because he has cancer, needs to leave his family with a legacy of money or something, you know? So you know that each and every episode is going towards that. While the stories change, people come and go, things happen. That's the overarching story. Here, I don't know. I don't know what Wanda's story is. All I know is that she was mad that Vision died, and now we're in a 50s sitcom. So I just – I miss that. I miss that that driving force because I don't know what it is. Okay. I mean I think Kevin Feige is you know, counting on the fact that it's Marvel and people are just going to stick around because they know it's eventually going to go somewhere. And there's they're dropping the smallest hints to kind of keep you interested. And and I think that's yeah. fine with me. I'd, I wouldn't have mind to see it all at once, but I think it might have been a little much if I went through like all these decades and then the Marvel movie at the end, which I hear it's going to be like six episodes, you know, going through the deck, going through the decades. Uh, and then it's going to be like the last three are going to be, you know, that big action Marvel movie. So we'll see what actually happens. I, I'm definitely in. And I think, too, like this is a show that's really going to make you earn those those last few episodes. I mean, those last few episodes could be fantastic. And the Marvel movie that we've been waiting for since the last Spider-Man. And so, yeah, I think like I'm not saying you just got to get through the the sitcom homages. But at the same time, I think that it's going to be something where the payoff is going to be so good that that yeah you'll it'll be it'll be well deserved when those last few episodes roll around if you can just get through it but in the meantime i think it's going to be a lot the journey will be just as fun as the destination no i agree i put I that think, on a t-shirt yes <laughs> that's the the pull quote from brian farver WandaVision. Yeah, the journey sure. is as good as the destination um i so i'm torn right we yeah. all know marvel's great where we we get paid by marvel just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah so I, I i have full faith that kevin feige knows what he's doing i just worry that there's that we're giving him the benefit of the doubt versus judging this kind of as it is and as it is it's two sitcom homages with the hint of something else and that's really it and i'm kind of bummed by that i you know, if this is some sort of like four and a half hour message about dealing with trauma and grief of losing a loved one and kind of creating this fantasy world so that you have like moments with them again, that's that is thoroughly compelling. And it may very well be that we see the end of this and it makes us recontextualize the entirety of the first you know, five or six episodes. But we don't know that yet. It could just completely fall off the rails. It could be a big nothing burger and just be like this really lame ending, right? Like we don't know. So I would have preferred 
like I said, going back to my original criticism, that that the, some sort of intro that paints the picture of this being some sort of like trauma uh, relief uh, mechanism that Wanda uses. I think that would have uh, given us something, some hint at what they're going for other than Why just Why ruin like, it though? I mean uh, – Because it's a TV show. Yeah. Nah, I'm not there I for mean it. They, they want me to stick around for two and a half months. They need to have more than just like, well – you're a Marvel dork, so you're going to do it anyway. Deal with it, right? Like, you know, earn my trust. They've already earned your trust. <laughs> they put they put the they've, Marvel Studios logo on the front. They've earned your trust. True. They've earned my trust they with did. movies. This is their first venture into TV, though, right? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. There's something, yes, they're fun. You like sound a bit like my, my four-year-old saying, but I want it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I am. I, I, hey, we're coming from Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Endgame was like this massive emotional like payoff. It was nothing but two what three hours of payoff, and then I just I you know this as the intro to Phase Four, the intro of Marvel on TV just feels kind of like a big oh okay, you know like <laughs> I don't know I just sure yeah, yeah. Hey. I can't help but be just partially disappointed is all I'm saying. I think my my expectations weren't that we would get many, if any answers for these first couple episodes. So I just went in knowing that we were going to get a couple of sitcom homages and maybe a sprinkling here or there. And that's what we got. So I, I really, it hit my expectations uh, actually exceeded them as far as how delightful the, the sitcominess of it can be. So I'm definitely pleased with, with everything that's going on. And if they just kept doing this for six episodes in different sitcom kind of, varieties and, and eras i'm kind of fine with that that's okay you don't think around episode four or five i'm sure they, we'll know more well no no well you don't know that right like that's the problem is mm-hmm. we can say we're sure but we don't know they could just be these like little tags at the end where it's like you know wanda looking off into space again being like something's not right or finding you know another item in her yard or something like you know at, at some point i think the the veil needs to get pulled back even more versus like little things here and there i think you know if we if it's five episodes of this it's gonna wear thin for me that's all i'm saying yeah to each their own yes and you're wrong and i'm right and you're wrong <laughs> um, hey really yeah, quick can we just talk about the commercials i was just gonna I, say the, that the oh, commercials wow. were like one of my favorite parts God, were those creepy. Man, they were so good, but man, were they creepy. Again, with the idea that there's something tragic going on here, the second commercial more than the first one about Strucker watches. We all know that uh, Baron Strucker, Von Strucker, is the guy who who created Wanda and her brother Pietro and gave them their – not created them, but gave them their powers. It was a villain, I guess, in Age of Ultron. So – yeah, I mean that's that's really creepy, and I think they're great. I I would have actually almost preferred maybe a couple more just to yes, to, me too. to break up the episodes, but yeah, yeah, I thought they were awesome as well, and and I like that they're throwing you know little hints in there as mm-hmm. far as what's behind this. Like I said, the sword logo does yeah. pop up on the helicopter. It pops up on the back of the beekeeper, so we'll we'll definitely be getting something with sword. Yeah, which is weird. If if you're not a fan of Marvel, the comics, I should say, Sword is kind of the uh, successor to Shield, and oh, whereas like the Shield, space spacing, yeah, version. yeah, where Shield deals with like terrestrial problems, Sword is kind of like the protector against extraterrestrial issues. Right. So that's weird because I don't necessarily know why Sword is dealing with this, but you know, Maybe again, they're not on Earth. What? Mind no, I, I yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. That I mean, yes, they could be because we've seen space quite a bit in Marvel now, but that just doesn't make sense, right? Yet, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. yeah. Oh God, you know. And now you're making me hate it more because if the reveal <laughs> is something as ridiculous as Wanda was in space the whole time, sort of thing, and they're like Vision's gonna get like some alien DNA, I'm just gonna be like so over it. Hey, you know. <laughs> It took how long did it take us to get to Endgame? Eleven years? Like, if I'm not saying that it's going to be that this is the start of another, you know, decade plus of story building, but if that's the case, then 
I'm I'm still on board. Like I don't want things to be completely wrapped up in a nice bow at the end here, and then we move on to something else. Like if they're going to set up something else, that's fine. Like let's 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 build towards something else just as amazing as Endgame because we all just we got everything we wanted with Endgame at least as far as far as I'm concerned. So if this is the start of something huge again, that's fine. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah, not saying that we been, need all the answers, but I'm yeah. just saying like, you know, stay consistent too. like Wanda. I, I'm just I'm just worried that they're going to, you know, shove Wanda into space for shits and giggles and it doesn't <laughs> make sense. But yeah, no, definitely. I don't need all the answers. I just want to know what the hell I'm watching. All right. You'll get there. Yeah. Calm down. You'll get your treat. <laughs> but but, but you earn but, it. But. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You guys are easy sells. That's all it is. <laughs> Marvel shills, the both of you. Yeah, well, they pay good money. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for my damn Snyder cut. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, any last thoughts on WandaVision before we move on to the rest of Marvel? Nothing from me. No. It's fun. Let's let's keep let's keep on keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Never mm-hmm. stop never stopping. Yes. <laughs> Okay, guys, so WandaVision officially kicked off 2021 in the MCU's triumphant return to the eagerly awaiting fandom, although it's only on Disney Plus as a streaming series. But that doesn't mean Marvel Studios is giving up on films. Far from it. In 2021 alone, there are four MCU films that are expected to be released. Well, for now, we'll have to see what the pandemic decides, but they're on the schedule. Those include Black Widow in May, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings in July, Eternals in November, Spider-Man 3, a.k.a. the Far From Home sequel, in December. And in addition to WandaVision, we also have at least three more series with possibly a couple more, maybe, kind of, we'll see. Those shows include Falcon and Winter Soldier in March, Loki in May, What If in the Summertime, and maybe Ms. Marvel or Hawkeye or both at the end of the year. All that to say there's a lot to look forward to this year if you're a Marvel fan. So let's talk about the rest of 2021. So, excluding WandaVision... Because that's already started its run. What's Been the there, done that. Yeah, old news. <laughs> old news. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go to you, Brian. What's the project that we've got of the ones I just mentioned? What's the one that you're looking forward to most? The Spider-Man uh, sequel. That's with what what uh, Far From Home established. What I'm hearing. I mean, of the confirmed villains from the past Sony films and all these other maybe yet to be confirmed rumors about other Spider-Men showing up. Who let's knows? just, let's just confirm I mean, it. It's let's happening. just confirm it. It's happening. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and officially confirm it guys. Cause oh, I don't know there. Kevin Feige, <laughs> but come on. It's like the worst kept secret ever. It is. It's, yeah. Yes. So that movie could just be terribly fun. I've, I've had a couple of visions of, of how certain scenes will play out. It's, it's really, just just thinking about this kind of ultimate Spider-Man film, I, I with John Watts again doing it, it's in very good hands. I, I just I love the way we left things with Far From Home. Yeah, that's that I can't be any less excited than I am right now for that. Okay, so let me try to make any you less, less excited. excited. You mean yeah. any more excited? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. true. But but let me Not let me at all. let me temper your expectations <laughs> because I'm torn about this movie. I'm huge spider-man fan and on paper this seems like a really cool idea but i worry that we just saw it with into the spider-verse and is that going to be a better sort of (sighs) ultimate spider-man multiverse team up well i i'm gonna have to say that yes that is actually the first thing i thought of we we did kind of see that that said here it comes i didn't like Spider-Man oh, into the Spider-Verse. What? what is wrong with you? I, Dude, that's well, the best Spider-Man movie there is. I, Bar I, I none. Realize, I realize how beloved it is, and I'm, I may have to see it again, because here's the thing. I took my kids, didn't realize how violent it was going to be, so I was kind of like, you know, oh, gosh, this, you know, maybe don't watch this part where he's fighting Kingpin in the, in the mysterious void or whatever. So I, I probably do need to watch it again, but... I don't know. I think with that mentality that maybe I didn't really care for it too much, that just makes me look forward to this one all the more. Yeah. You're a horrible person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second question regarding the Spider-Man movie, because yes. I have questions. They said that uh, Kirsten Dunst is coming back 
Tobey Maguire's coming back. Mm-hmm. And then over on Amazing Spider-Man side, you got those villains. And then you have Andrew Garfield, possibly, definitely, and maybe Emma Stone. But last I saw, she broke her neck in Amazing Spider-Man 2. What the hell? Mm-hmm. More uh, Other universes, dude. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's not alive in another universe. They, she might just pop out as Spider-Gwen right away. Completely true. Oh, shit. You just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm back on board. <laughs> Good. But my problem with it is Great. that it it it, uh, it does the thing that a lot of Spider-Man sequels or superhero sequels have, have done in the past. Spider-Man 3, I'm looking at you, is they're trying to do all the things yes. with one movie. And oh, absolutely. Spider-Verse did a really great job of balancing a ton of characters and making it all work. So it, I know it can work, but man, they got a they got a, a quite the hill to climb as far as making sure everybody feels uh, serviced as a character. So I, uh, definitely excited about it, though. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like there there is an uphill battle with this movie. Didn't I did I read somewhere that they've already got the fourth one? figured out or in the works or greenlit or something didn't i see that i mean you can assume that well so here's the thing right so the elephant in the room is we don't know what the future of spider-man is going to be right so all we know is that when marvel made this next this deal with sony the most recent one it was for one more spider-man and one more non-spider-man movie Mm -hmm. um we don't know what the non-spider-man movie is we can guess it might be dr strange oh (laughs) what were you gonna say mike I was going to say Young Avengers. Yes, I want it to be Young <laughs> Avengers, but I, I think it might be like Doctor Strange 2 or something. I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, I, I think the reason they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink in this is because we don't know what's going to happen. Feige doesn't know if he's going to have Peter Parker in the future. Sony doesn't know if they're going to have access to all the toys. Yeah, so yeah. why not just do a Spider-Man Endgame and, you know. <laughs> Let the chips fall where they may. If they don't call it Spider-Man Endgame, they they missed out. No, it's it's <laughs> Spider-Man Home Game. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. that's wonderful. No, it's um, definitely like people have already predicted everything with home in it. I think yeah. the, the the one that everybody thinks it's going to be is like uh, Spider-Man Homeless or something. Like, mm, yep. you know, I don't know without a home. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They just uh, repurpose the poster from the first one. <laughs> Only they put them in. Like they just a call it spider. They just call it spider home three <laughs> home, home, home <laughs> far from it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Mike, what yeah. is your uh, 2021 Marvel project you're looking forward to most? Ooh, it's hard to pick. I, I definitely am excited for Spider-Man. Nope. Uh, just one choice. I know. I know. And if I had to pick out of everything listed, I think it's Loki. Like I, I genuinely in after that trailer of, of Loki just kind of time traveling and going on hijinks and and weird adventures. Don't get me wrong. All of these I am in the bag for, you know, I'll be there as soon as they let me see it. But Loki is the one that that really looked the most intriguing for me. A lot of people. Yeah, it looks fun. And uh, yeah, it really embraces like Loki as a character and just kind of the the crazy uh, Ragnarok kind of version we got. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, it just looks real, really fun. I think I, I well okay I will say I think Marvel agrees with you because in the most recent report with Feige and Star Wars they dropped the the I guess speculation that Michael Waldron who directed or not directed I'm sorry wrote Loki season 1 is coming back for season 2. So if they're already planning a season 2 they must like what they see. And I mean Tom Hiddleston come on like yeah. that guy and just Owen Wilson. oozes charm. Well, it's Owen Wilson in a mustache. We don't know how he performs in a mustache very much. So, well, I'm reserving, I'm reserving my, my critique. Yeah, you don't I think understand. Owen Wilson can act in a mustache. That's, Does it impede his wow? I don't know. <laughs> it might be a more grizzled wow. It might be something new. You know? Wow. But either way, the TVA incorporating that is really going to open things up, I think. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a real fun, real fun show. Yeah. Well, okay. Fine. Uh, for for <laughs> me, injections? <laughs> no. For me, I guess it has to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
it's tough because I want to be excited about the slate of movies, right? Like Black Widow, it just feels like that movie – well, it should have come out last year obviously. But now who knows if it's even coming out in May. It's hard to even get excited about any of these movies because I'm not convinced I'm ever going to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At least Falcon and Winter Soldier has a release date in Disney+, Plus, so I know it's going to be there March 19th. But But on a larger scale, it, it more because I, I just love Captain America – I love oh, yeah. the kind of frenemy relationship between Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think Anthony Mackie is incredible and mm-hmm. he kind of fits like the prototypical what is now the prototypical Marvel Studios uh mold for a competent actor that is way too good for the role but it just oozes charm and charisma. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm just excited because I think this is the one that should have been a movie of the TV shows. This, yep. this really should have been a movie. And I think it, you know, the six hours or however many episodes they are going to give it just, I think it's going to do nothing but just enhance it. So, Oh yeah. I'm psyched. And if it doesn't end with Falcon flying with the shield, I'm going to lose my shit for real. <laughs> <laughs> he better. I mean, I don't see why not, but if you would have asked me before I saw all those trailers that they dropped a month ago or a couple months ago, whatever it was, this would have been, my number one, but I think, you know, it just kind of, it looks familiar to the point where all these other ones that look like they're taking bigger swings kind of intrigue me a little more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm cap the captain America trilogy is my favorite of the, of the MCU kind of, uh, trilogies, uh, subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love those characters. I'm absolutely in for more Zemo. Yes. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, let's let's get U.S. Agent in here and yeah, Wyatt yeah. Russell. Who, if you guys haven't seen Overlord, watch oh, Overlord yeah. because you will believe in Wyatt Russell. Yes. He's awesome. Yeah. He's really good in that uh, Black Mirror episode too, the playtest yes. episode. He's so good in that. I, I, I'm almost bummed that they're using him for U.S. agent. Like, sure, potentially U.S. agent can show up down the road and, you know, maybe they'll do a Thunderbolts where U.S. agent's kind of the dark Captain America. But I, yeah. I really I really kind of wish they would have kept him for, you know, a more prototypical superhero role. But, you know, I'll take him wherever I can get him. Honestly, they've got plenty of good actors to choose from. So. Yeah, I, I think like this, um... this is going to this is going to be the year that the the show's begin to really become what the MCU is all about. True. The the movies are still going to, you know, bring in the bank, but I think the more time we spend with these characters, uh, the more attached we're going to be to them. So naturally, those are going to be the ones we gravitate towards. Obviously, you know, Thor, Doctor Strange down the road, those are big names that people are going to show up for. But I think the ones that have, you know, uh, uh, more time to to kind of sit with and are in our homes week after week, that's going to be what the MCU kind of morphs into. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and and these shows like WandaVision, right? Like we can stop right now and go back and watch the episodes that are available whenever yep. we want. Like it, there's no six months of like, well, now I got to go see it again, you know, all that. No, these are we can binge Falcon and Winter Soldier Come May, we can binge the whole thing like 40 times in a row if we wanted to. So, and then and we'll awesome. be on to Loki. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was gonna say it's like awesome, like to see that there is kind of like this constant flow of of material that's coming out. Like, WandaVision's gonna flow right into Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we've got Loki right after that. So there's no there's no gaps. We'll just keep getting stuff, and then by the time we're through all this, who knows? We might be on to you know, season two of, of one of these shows or some other new thing, maybe Hawkeye by then or Miss Marvel. So it'll be as opposed to the, you know, numerous months of waiting for a film, we'll constantly get shows to keep us satisfied all the time. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I just, I just worry that, you know, we could be reaching saturation point, right? Like Eh, without that gap, (laughs) <laughs> well, no. Okay. Let's just put that out on the table. We are all three just in this, like yeah. in the bag for all of these, right? So yep. they're never going to make us mad having more content. But like at what point does the 10-year-old who, you know, loves that occasional, you know, Marvel movie every four months, 
at what point are they like, well, what's low key? I didn't watch that. You know, like it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they they deliver the content that Disney wants them to, but also makes it still seem fresh and interesting and kind of necessary. And to that 10 year old, I say, catch up, you little asshole. We're all here (laughs) watching this content. Get on your ass, yeah. sit down, <laughs> and watch Loki. Skip school, <laughs> you know, the, the, eat ice cream for dinner, and then yes. watch Loki. Uh-huh. Stop being so selfish, soccer <laughs> player. Your parents don't like you anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so switching gears just a little bit. I want to ask, uh, we'll start with you, Mike. Which of the 2021 projects... Uh, TV or films scare you the most. Now, Scares. what I mean, yeah. So what I mean is, which one do you think has the most questions surrounding it in terms of how it might turn out? Like, uh, which one do you look at and you're like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we we know very little about both the Eternals and Shang Chi. Um, I probably lean towards Shang Chi right now just because of all the little landmines that it could step on but hopefully they're doing it in the way that they you know uh took on black panther and everything is you know fresh and and new and respectful to the culture and you know there's not a lot of uh that that leftover exploitation uh from the 70s and and stuff like that so i mean that's probably the one but also, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if after that came out, it might be one of my favorites of the year because it, it has a lot of potential to knock it out of the park and be something completely new and different. Yeah, yeah. And and when you talk about exploitation, if people don't understand, Shang-Chi, when he was introduced in the comic books, they literally colored him yellow. Um, <laughs> they He is not the most uh, – culturally respectful character ever created by marvel they just saw that bruce lee was doing really well in movies and were like let's make bruce lee a marvel hero call him something remotely chinese and make it all mystical and he's the master of kung fu so yeah like you said tons of landmines but uh, gosh that cast is really good and the uh film uh, well let's start with the cast because the guy who's playing shang chi simu lu seems to be like all in 100% like in love with the movie, the character, everything. So that's nice to see. But the filmmaker, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton is, I don't know if you guys saw short term 12, which Mm -hmm. was one of his first indie movies. Actually, it's like Brie Larson. Um, It also has Rami Malek and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. It's really good. And gosh, I just, I, again, it, it, everything seems like it should work for that one, but yeah, there are some landmines. Brian, what do you think? What's, uh, which project scares you? Yeah, I I definitely agree on on Shang Chi, Eternals. You know, I I think that the cast really for that one is any reservations I have, having not seen really anything, trailer, publicity photo, anything. That cast looks so good that I can't complain. But the cast for Shang Chi looks really good too. So yeah, that one you know, it needs to be handled appropriately, but I, I just have this feeling it's going to like, yeah, like you said, Mike, it's I, that one could really be the, you know, kind of coming out of left field, just this awesome movie. That's actually something I'll say about a lot of the projects that are coming up, not just this year, but over the next few years, they're just getting these amazing casts and pulling in these people, even directors too, that, you know, bringing back Sam Raimi, for example, for Dr. Strange. I mean, that's, that's awesome. So, Marvel is just whoever whoever's in their casting offices uh, deserves a firm handshake. Isn't that I would say hand? no. I don't well, but, I um, mean, if you want to intimidate them, sure. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I also think that the casting at Marvel Studios is maybe the easiest job. With oh yeah, just it's got everybody be. who calls them and says like, "Hey, I want to work with you," because like there was an interview with director Chloe Zhao, who is directing Eternals, and she said like. I called Marvel and said, I want to work with you guys. So like if you have her calling you up to work with you, I mean, yeah, yeah. Come on. especially now after all the nomad land uh, buzz that she's getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so, yeah. So you think Eternals has the chance to uh, even with the cast kind of possibly not come together? I mean, I mean, it's I'll, I'll reserve judgment for both this and Shang-Chi until we see 
really anything, but I I don't know. I I think by this point Marvel is in such a they've really they hit their stride so long ago that any time I have hesitation, it's it, it's not a very big one. It, it's it's always uh well you know it's I'll always in the back of my mind think that ah, they got this <laughs> they'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I the I worst agree. it gets is Ant Man. For me, hey, yes, I yes. like Ant Man. <laughs> the worst it gets is Thor to the Dark World. Let's That's be real. fine. That's totally uh, fine. Now, so. about Eternals though, and 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 whenever I read something about how, you know, people are like, "Who the hell are the Eternals? Why yeah. do we care?" Chloe Jaw like does indie movies. I just always think of everything we said back when Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. Yes, Absolutely. James Gunn did Slither, you know, and Super. Yeah, uh, good movies, but not Marvel movies. And it's like talking tree and a raccoon. And it's like, yeah, now that's just, you know, that 10 year old boy who his parents hate him. He knows who Rocket Raccoon is. So <laughs> stupid little dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so moving on. I I want to. Oh, well, actually, let me talk. Let me maybe surprise you guys with what I'm scared of most. And it's a couple reasons, but it's Black Widow. And yeah. the reason I'm scared of Black Widow is it's the first movie since 2019, yeah. uh, since Spider-Man Far From Home. It's Scarlett Johansson, who is, spoiler alert, always already dead. Her character is already dead in the MCU. So we're it's a prequel. Which, what? You know, prequel. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. And I know. Did you just figure this out or are you playing? I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you um, never know. I'm just playing, guys. Oh. <laughs> but it just it, whenever I see prequel, I always get worried. And and there's that part of me that says like, you know, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. 23 movies in, we really should give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm just like, what can you do? What major story is there that we don't know about? You know? Yeah. Outside and, of setting up Florence Pugh. Right. Who's clearly <laughs> taking over? Yeah. But. It's just like I just yeah, and and I gotta be honest, the trailers for it have been less than inspiring for me, and ultimately I'm gonna be really bummed when I have to watch it at home on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> okay, so moving on, I want you guys to join me in a time machine where we travel to December. Okay, that's it. So, okay. at the end of the year, what do you think is gonna be the Marvel film or TV show that's gonna have the biggest impact? the one we're going to be talking about in December, whether that's because it's had the biggest impact on the MCU itself, or maybe like a huge cultural impact. Like basically do you foresee something turning into the next black Panther, Captain Marvel and dominating 2021? So we'll go to you, Brian. I would say no. If anything, I would pick, you know, the, the Spider-Man film. Cause it's, it's like you said, I mean, they could be just, you know, pulling out all the stops for this one, just in case they lose the character that that could be just a real you know a real explosive film i don't think that shang chi eternals are going to have the same sort of i don't know memorableness as a as a black panther i just i just don't see it i think black widow will be to be honest probably maybe even somewhat forgotten by then and as for the shows i mean that yes, as great as they potentially can be, there'll be things we can revisit anytime we want. I don't know. And even to be honest, even when I look at the Spider-Man, you know, threequel, I, I can't even say that that one's going to be as, you know, one that people are going to be talking about, like an end game or something like that. I, I don't, I don't, I, as, as great as this year could be, I don't think any of these films are going to be, you know, water cooler discussions for the next year or two. That's just, I don't know. I think we've got some great stuff, but nothing that's going to, it's just going to keep things going, not necessarily, you know, change the, the flow or the course or the mentality of the fan base. Uh, like some of the bigger films have been. Fair enough. Mike, anything stand out to you as could be like a cultural milestone. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say the same thing that I was worried about in Shang-Chi. It, it has potential to be a huge flop. It has potential to be, well, by Marvel standards. I was about to say, we, none of these are going to flop. No, no, none of these are going to flop. No. 
uh, flop by Marvel standards, or it could be the biggest thing they've ever had. I really do think it has potential to be that. And, uh, you know, as far as being a water cooler kind of conversation, uh, it's it's going to be a real brief one because Marvel's setting things up in in such a way that it's all all about what's next. So uh, it, by, you know, December, we're going to be having possibly watch Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, and I'm sure those will be fine, but uh, definitely not the ones I'm looking forward to most. I'm going to be all, already going, what's going to happen with Thor Love and Thunder? What's going to happen with Doctor Strange? I'm on to 2022 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I, I think Shang-Chi has a lot of either upside or downside. It's got a lot of potential to be either one. Uh, but I do agree with with Brian. Spider-Man could be something massive in that it, it could tickle, you know, our 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 nostalgia bones, if you will. And and kind of really uh, if the story is right, if they're able to balance the characters correctly, it could be really something, you know, special and and almost endgame esque for the year of 2021. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you guys. Dude, <laughs> just stop. Uh, I know. I, I think uh, Shang-Chi could be great. I think it will be good. Um, I don't think there's really any way it's going to be bad unless, well, I just, I don't see it turning into like Iron Fist. I'll say that. Oh. So <laughs> I I think, I, I think that's going to be a big movie, especially worldwide, especially like in places like China. I think it could be huge. But I look at something like Eternals. And whenever you have Angelina Jolie in a movie <laughs> and, you know, half the Game of Thrones cast, I think, is in that movie, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 almost like it, it has to be the movie that people talk about. Right. Like almost like Guardians of the Galaxy on steroids. This is this could be the movie that that really kind of explodes. And here's what I'll say about Spider-Man. And we'll we'll wrap up the Spider-Man talk with this. I think if 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 we see Spider-Man in 2021 because it's already pushed to December and who knows what's going to happen. I think it'll be fine. I think everybody has in their minds this idea of this massive team up. That's going to be great. And every, it's going to tie up loose ends and it's going to give us, you know, all these awesome feel good moments. And I think it's just going to be kind of good. And, and I don't know that any Spider-Man movie with three Spider-Men is going to live up to my own head cannon, So, yeah, I I don't know, but I invite you to look at Spider Verse, my friend. I More love Spider Spider Man. I I love Spider Verse, and that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I love it. So I again, it it probably won't be as good as that. <laughs> I I don't know, but I will say, and my sleeper pick for this is Ms. Marvel. I think if that sneaks in at the end of 2021, that could be the show that really kind of gets people all in on Marvel on TV for the exact same reason, Mike, you were excited about, you know, these TV shows saying that it gives us more time with the, to get to know the characters. I think the TV shows are a perfect place to introduce somebody like Ms. Marvel and kind of like get through what in essence is like two full movies in one season. So, you know, all the characters, you know, all the side characters, you know, her like ticks and all that. So that then they can really introduce her in a big, big way in Captain Marvel two in 2022. So, yeah, well, that I, and I think you know, Marvel could be it. Yeah, it it certainly has the potential, and, and even for them, it could be a whole new territory of just like a teen drama that they haven't really done before. Like, really go in for for the younger audience. My problem is that I I hope it holds up for for those of us <laughs> like us that are that are watching it. Uh, as what are you as, trying to say? <laughs> you know 30s somethings okay uh dudes that are, are going to be watching it i'm not <laughs> saying it has to cater to me i want it to cater to the audience that it needs to cater to i just want it to hold up for a wide audience i'm gonna hashtag and tiktok the hell out of that show oh boy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i i totally get it and and yes i know we are approaching fast approaching the age where we should not relate to these characters and these <laughs> stories so i'm okay with understanding that i just you know as a, somebody who reads the comics i've loved ms marvel from the jump so i just am really excited to see uh kamala khan and i think it could it has the potential just to kind of you know there are what we do, I, 
what we don't realize as as you know middle-aged white men is that there are so many young girls that love oh, yeah. these these movies yes um i mean it's obvious when you see something like captain marvel do like over a billion dollars and i think that they have been underrepresented i don't think black widow is going to be that movie but i think ms marvel could could touch a lot of uh young people in that way so yeah we're going to finish up the season of wandavision see how that all comes together hopefully it's good hopefully it doesn't uh crap the bed so to speak and then we're on to falcon winter soldier and kind of from here on out after 2020 had like nothing marvel studios related we're gonna have just this uh huge number of things this year and there are things we didn't even talk about what if is coming that seems kind of cool and hawkeye you know Mm -hmm. that's still Mm -hmm. coming too who knows jeremy renner could have a song and dance number in hawkeye (laughs) Haley sounds like imagine dragons yeah oh boy (laughs) but Haley steinfeld sings maybe they could duet that's true yeah sure yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh just real quick one to ten how excited are you for hawkeye mike uh five Jeez, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably somewhere in the middle five maybe a oh, six yeah. I, I like him yeah it, 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 yeah we'll see we shall see <laughs> no, he's fine <laughs> he's fine he's fine the, you're the like his mother is, you know the world is fall, falling what does he say the city is fall, flying and I have a bow and arrow, and you know that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much Hawkeye in a in a bubble. That's yeah, true. a little too late for that show, right? <laughs> like I'm so happy Kate Bishop's getting introduced, but yeah. Jeremy Renner, it's like you know always last, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Even in his own show, he has to share the title and lead with uh, with Haley Steinfeld. So you know, true bummer. Okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Any last thoughts on Marvel for a while? Uh, I can't wait till we're talking about the 2022 stuff, I'll tell you that. But for, for <laughs> the 2021 stuff, I think uh, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. That's that's pretty much what we've come to at this point is Marvel's releasing stuff for every freaking week of the year, and we're going to be swimming in it. So happy day for us nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, any last thoughts? Definitely, I would I would wish all the Marvel fans in the studio uh, good luck because I, you know, as excited as I am for all this all this stuff, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what else is going to get delayed? Who knows? Who knows? I'm yeah. I'm, you know, I'm excited for everything, but I'm also expecting I'm I'm expecting to to not be surprised by anything that happens this year as well. So, what are the uh, odds that in May we're talking about Black Widow on Disney Plus? <laughs> no, I'm not not even a joke, right? So yeah. very uh, high. <laughs> they're they're about to announce that Bond's getting delayed till November. They've just delayed a couple other spring movies. I mean, you know, ooh, they can't yeah. they can't keep delaying these movies, right? Marvel's got to pay the bills. So yep. I'm thinking we're like 75 percent chance of a hybrid disney plus yeah. theater release for black widow at this well, one of those premiere premiere films that they put on there yeah charge yeah. bucks you know i'll pay it oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll pay the money <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not the With question soul. marvel's got our money <laughs> i just yeah i'm just you know that's just a bummer right yeah scarlett johansson finally gets her solo movie and whoosh, pandemic said no <laughs> but maybe that's the best way to to see it you never know Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's Wonder Woman 1984 and we just it's best just to get that out of the way. Yeah. You never know. It might be, you know, throwing way too much lasso of truth all over the place and cheese and stuff like that. So but it doesn't really look that way. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. You know, by that point, the movie will have joined a wonderful family of films that have gone direct to video. Yes, I'm referring to Ernest Goes to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to put it in that same category, yeah. puts a smile it's, on my jaw. It's jollies. all hashtag content, right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Man, at, we, we got to hunt the... down Ernest Goes to Africa again after all this is said and done. Well, okay. So, but honestly, at the end of the day, we could be seeing Black Widow, a $200 million movie, sitting 
uh, beside whatever Disney '90s movie you forgot about that exists, but you found on Disney Plus one Friday. That's I mean, true. <laughs> that's just that's the state of affairs in Hollywood right now. So. Mm-hmm. And on that note, let's wrap up. Uh, thank right. you, Mike and Brian. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Probably won't be talking about Marvel. So everybody have a good night. Mike, Brian, thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.